Welcome to the Empowering the Future of Work podcast from InTech Ideas. The world of work has changed dramatically for companies and their team members. It's almost like someone hit the fast forward button, creating a new normal for work. The challenges we're encountering are endless, but there is a better way. This podcast focuses on tips, tricks, and topics to help you to excel in this new normal. We'd love for you to join us after the show when we host discussions about each topic on LinkedIn and Twitter. Now let's get started. Hi, and thanks for joining us. I'm excited today. I've got Christy Bowen, a voice talent with us here today. And I've had the pleasure of knowing Christy for a number of years. We got working together Oh gosh, probably six, eight, nine years ago, um, working with a healthcare client that we had and um, have stayed in touch over the years. And when we decided to get into doing the podcast and sharing out what the future of work was going to be like, um, seemed like a great conversation to have. So Christy, thanks for joining us. You're very welcome. And thank you for having me. I'm excited to do this. So you've got, you've got quite a background. Um, want to tell us a little bit about kind of how you got started in the space and kind of what led you to, you know, your, your, all of your opportunities around voice. I started, well, we both went to the University of Florida and that's how we connected. Originally. Go Gators. Go Gators. And while at University of Florida, I worked at the radio station. I was a DJ, but I also worked in the production department. And that was kind of my first introduction to, um, you know, how to make commercials and that kind of thing. And being a DJ was okay, but I much preferred writing and producing and, cre- you know, voicing the commercials. I just fell in love with it. And that kind of started my career off, um, kind of took a path towards adding video to that component and worked at a cable company and added, you know, I still voiced the commercials that we went out and filmed. So I would film them and then voice them. And then that led into many other opportunities within uh, film and video production. I worked on a couple of Hollywood features, um, worked at a big company um, where I am based now in Nashville, Tennessee, we had a contract with the Department of Defense. We produced what were called public service announcements for the military overseas. So they would get television and then in between where we would normally see, you know, paid commercials here in the States, we would fill it with public service announcements. So I did that for a long time, uh, for about 12 years. And, you know, we used a lot of voice actors because we created radio and television spots. And we used a lot of, you know, big time name Hollywood actors and, you know, big time voice actors. And I just started to do a few spots every now and then they would have me fill in. And it kind of rekindled that flame of wanting to do voice again. And of course, it was a government contract. And so, you know, the life cycle ended and, you know, that that moved on. And I thought, well, you know what? I think I'm kind of ready to make a change. Um, I had a daughter at that point and I didn't want to have to have, you know, 12, 14 hour days on a film set. So I decided, you know, I, I kind of like this voice acting thing and I'm, I'm doing really well at it. And so the day they told me, you know, what my last day was going to be with the contract, I was sitting there listening to my boss tell me that, you know, here's your last day and we want you to work it out through that. I, I got three voiceover jobs. <laughs> my my in, inbox was ding, 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 and I had gotten three jobs. So I thought, well, you know, maybe there's something to this whole, you know, doing a voiceover career. And, I, you know, I went to work like the next day after, you know, what my last day at that company was and haven't stopped recording since. Um, I have done a lot of e-learning and corporate training, which working for you and your former company was definitely one of the things that led me towards a lot of that and getting that experience. 
But um, I've done a lot of that. I, I do lots of you know corporate narrations, things that live on people's websites or explain features and benefits of particular corporations. I also do a lot of local television commercials and telephone systems, um, just a lot of different things. It, it's a lot of fun. I love, believe it or not, I love political voiceover, which right now is the season. So it's, you know, it's one of those I, I have to admit, there's, there's <laughs> got to be lots of opportunity for that these days. <laughs> yes, there is. And I, I also love automotive advertising and love moving metal, as we say. So there's a lot of different things within voice acting that I like a lot. I mean, a lot of people typically think of audiobooks or animation or video games. Those are the three areas that I don't particularly play in. I admire the heck out of all my friends that do. <laughs> um, that is not something that I'm into. I mean, I just, you know, but everyone picks the genre within the, in, you know, within the industry that they find the most fascinating. Um, and, you know, I, I love all of it. It's, it's a wonderful business to be in. I think I think many people just aren't even aware of of how many different opportunities there are for voice talent and the different different types of businesses you can be in and and the things you get exposed to. We know that that client that we referred to before, we learned some really interesting things from that experience and oh yeah, just voicing over that content and yeah, um, you know. And then you started as a DJ, so that's that's interesting. Yeah. Now you know it's it's the space has come a long way, and I know one of the things that prompted this conversation was you had shared an article about. Um, AI systems and how they are starting to automate voice um, mm -hmm. and narration. And I know there's, you know, that's not anything new. People have been trying to do that for some time, but I don't think people really realize all the the elements that go into it. And it's, you know, they they see it as a kind of a panacea solutions to solve all their problems around narration in particular. And obviously, we've done done a ton of work in the training space, and everybody's looking for easy ways to do that, but. I know there's a lot of challenges to it as well. And, and one of the things I wanted to ask you about was when we look at the future of work, we know that's one of the things that is, you know, we talk about things that are going to be disrupted by technology and you have to think, well, is, is voice talent going to be completely replaced with automation? Um, and I, you know, I don't know that I have a, a firm belief that it will or it won't. I think in some cases it might, in some cases it won't, but there are some reasons why. And I just wanted to get a little bit about your perspective on that and kind of where you see that headed. Absolutely. Well, you know, I don't think we can ever necessarily be replaced because to create that AI and that, you know, automated voice, it has to start with a real human voice to begin with. So we're never going to be replaced. Now, the repeat business and the, um, you know, I guess a continue long-term continuation of us being, you know, having work is going to be truncated by these systems because, you know, we do have to record to begin with. And it's a long, very, very long, very, very arduous process um, of someone capturing a human voice to then become a system, you know, a, a systems voice, a Google, a Siri, uh, you know, I mean, or, you know, Google Assistant, a Siri, whatever, because it, it takes a very, very long time to capture every single solitary nuance that could happen in a human voice because it's not connected to a brain. You know, the, the computer is trying to become a human's brain and then utilize and then take that information it's collecting and coming up with and spitting it back out in an auditory form. And the only way to do that 
is to use a human voice to do that, but then it's got to capture that human voice, cut it up, concatenate it into all these different little affectations and, you know, just all the different things it takes to create a response. And the one thing that no matter how good they get, and they are getting really good, there are some amazing automated voices out there. I will admit that it, it's scary. Um, we don't like hearing it and we don't like uh, knowing that that's out there and, you know, it becomes a big discussion within the voiceover community. However, it still lacks the one most important thing that every voice project really needs, whether they want to admit it or not, is the emotion and the connection to what is being said. Now, a lot of training time, you know, a, a, within a lot of training, it gets kind of overlooked a little bit. You know, you'll never use a human voice for any kind of commercial advertising. There is no human connection to a, an automated voice, unless it's being made fun of or it's an element of, you know, it's a kind of a people are interacting with that Siri voice or whatever. But when it comes to actually selling a product, it's all about emotion. The only way an advertiser ever gets you hooked to buy their product is by having you have an emotional connection to the product. And you're never going to achieve that with an AI voice. So, you know, within that sector of voice acting, that's not ever going to be in a threat. It, it just, it won't be. However, when it comes to corporate training and telephone systems, those kinds of things where people don't necessarily always allocate the budget or see the need for it to be a human voice to be connected with because they're just like, well, it's just my phone system or it's just this, you know, 20 minute module people have to listen to about whatever the topic is. What they forget is that people still want to be connected to that information. When you call a business and you get an automated voice, especially if it's something very, let's say, emotional, healthcare, or, you know, maybe lawyers or anything else where you have a desperate need to speak to a human being and you get a very automated robotic voice on the other end who you feel doesn't care and you're in a state of whatever emotion you're in in a state of and you want to speak to a human and to get an automated voice is is very detrimental i think to those people's business they don't understand that a lot and it's sometimes hard to explain that to people um but it it's true i, I the human voice will have an emotion that no machine will ever be able to replicate. They may be able to replicate the sounds in an order that sound, you know, that that works to convey the, you know, to communicate the information. They're not communicating the message. They're communicating the information. Two very different things. And when it comes to training, especially within corporations, and you know, you work with human capital. You know, human capital has to be onboarded to whatever company and environment they're going to be working with. And especially depending on what your um, business is, you know, what what industry you're in, there's a lot of regulation. There are a lot of laws. There are a lot of rules for safety purposes, for, you know, law, you know, for for to follow the law, you know, and you have to be trained to know that information. And if it's not a live human trainer at the beginning, you know, at the front of a of a classroom or on a Zoom call or whatever, or if you're blending live training with some other kind of, you know, computer-based training of some form. If you're going to rely heavily, especially for really long projects, on a computer-generated voice, whether the learner realizes it or not, they're not, well, first of all, they're probably not retaining the information as much. Um, and also, it's very fatiguing because there is no right, emotion. Right. There's no connection to it. Even, there are times, even as humans, 
we get the voice, you know, voice talent will get the feedback of, you're sounding really robotic. Can you liven that up? Are we really <laughs> to be very, no, it happens all the time, especially, right. you know, for us, if we get a 59 page script and, you know, we've got a lot to do, you kind of get into a rhythm and people will hear that and they'll say, yeah, it started to sound really robotic. They'll literally use that word. And that's right. because we get into this predictable pattern that after a while becomes very fatiguing to listen to. And they don't like it. So why? <laughs> and it, it's something that voice actors are hired because they don't do that. And they're really good. The ones that rise to the top of the voice acting you know, food chain are the ones that know how to look at a script, even if it is telling you about knife blade fuse blocks and you've never seen one and you don't know what the heck it is. <laughs> you, you make it sound like you have one. You've worked with one for years. You are the subject matter expert on that particular piece of equipment. And I have never seen one and I've sold them for years. You know, I mean, you can't do that if it's an automated voice. Right, right. You sound robotic and trying to, you know, talk about that, that entity, whatever that entity may be. So I don't really see us disappearing. Um, I, I, but I, I do know, know that it is AI is encroaching on our territory, shall I say. Right. <clears throat> You know, it's it's interesting when you when and you think of it not even just in the voice realm, but you look at it you know, more broadly, where AI automation, machine intelligence is really starting to have its impacts. And holistically, everybody when they're starting to think about how it's going to impact their job or them personally, right? Yes, there are certain things, certain tasks that will be um, easier or more efficient or you know, smoother to get done through these technologies. Mm -hmm. I'll definitely grant it that. And I, I'm a certainly a believer in that. Right. Absolutely. But I think there's also there's also an element to it. The, the the personal nature of the things we do as humans that and this is this is going to be a key driver to the future of work. And we think about how we kind of evolve in our skill development and our and our capabilities as we grow as individuals. That human nature is the key piece. And when you think about it from the voice perspective, everything you just said, you know, Voice, much like much of what people do, is an art. There's a there is a performance element to it. There is there is that humanistic component to it that I don't think we'll ever get from you know direct technologies. Absolutely. Um, you know, and you know, everybody will say, well, you know, when we get to the singularity and it's going to be totally different. Well, when we get there, we'll talk about that. But I don't don't see that happening tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, now, I know one of the other things that that people struggle with or people ask about, you know, they 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 look at automated voices as an opportunity to do things quickly. Now, if we set setting the quality aside, I think people miss how actually quickly it, how quick it is to work with solid voice talent, good talent as yourself. And I know we've we've worked together over the years and it's it's much more efficient to have somebody who can read the right emphasis and read with the right nuances. Typically, you know, is it, is that common? You know, I know, you know, with you, it's a very quick turnaround to be able to get things mm -hmm. done. Is that typical in the space? And, you know, what should people know about working with voice talent? It is actually much faster than people think. And I know, you know, budget and time are always the two things, you know, it's, it, it's the typical triangle of, you know, pick three, you know, um, fast, cheap, or good. Well, right. you know, <laughs> something's going to give there. <laughs> um, so I think... It's a lot faster than people believe. Um, we can get a script 
depending on how long it is, of course, because, you know, a lot of a lot plays into that and how technical and if it's, you know, very heavily, heavily medical or whatever it is, you know, it takes us just a little more time to make sure we've got all the right pronunciations, the right acronyms, the right emphasis, whatever. Um, it still doesn't take much time for us to you know, complete a, mo- a training module or two or four or ten. You know, I mean, it, it's right. it can be a quick turnaround. I mean, honestly, I can turn around a 20-minute module in a couple of hours. You know, it, it just doesn't take that long. Um, you know, once you are once you know what you're doing and you've worked with that client and have a rapport, um, you know, most of us that are full-time, if we are full-time, this is what we do all day long. Yes, we're available. Yes, we can do it for you. And, you know, the, the thing with e-learning and training, um, there are always pickups. There are always revisions. It comes with the territory. There will never not. I don't think I've ever worked on a project in you know nine years that hasn't had at least one to two pickups or some kind of you know change. I've had a project that came back to me six years later. I mean, six years. They had a right, they had right. a, you know compliance change and they had to cra- change a few words. Well, I'm here. I'm able to do that for you. Um, unlike if you get Sally in accounting to do it, you know who now no longer works for the company. Uh, okay, well, it's not going to match and you're not going to probably find anybody who sounds like Sally. So now you have to do redo your entire training all over again and cost more money. Or, you know, maybe it didn't cost you anything to begin with, but now you have to redo it, take time, and it's going to cost you something. So, I mean, there are advantages to hiring a full, you know, a full-time voice actor who does this all the time because you can get it done quickly. You can get it done, redone, or added to in the future ad nauseum as long as, you know, they are still around and and recording you should be fine um i've I've had that conversation many many a time with customers that are you know that no we're just going to have you know one of our trainers do the recordings well you know what are you going to do when you need to edit and that trainer's no longer there or they're not available exactly Um, never mind the quality of the audio versus somebody doing it in the studio like what you have Right. And that, you know, I mean, there are just so many advantages to it. It is it is not a long process for us to record and edit and, you know, don't separate out all the files, which is very common in that, you know, in that kind of space, you know, and, and return it to a client. It just doesn't really take that long. I mean, I'm not saying every project can be returned in 24 hours because a lot of them cannot. You know, we like to give ourselves two to three days for most projects just to make sure that, you know, we have the time to do it and do it right and deliver it to the client. There are a lot of times that people are like, I need this in the next 24 hours. Do you think you can put it on your schedule? And I answer them honestly. I look at my schedule and say yes or no. Um, you know, and sometimes I'll refer them to somebody who can. But, you know, if especially professional voice actors have a large network of other professional voice actors. I am a female. I have many male friends because a lot of times they're like, we want to split this up. We want to, you know, to give the learner some, you know, different sounds. We want to go from male to female, or we have a conversation between a male and a female. They're both marketing managers and they want to train you and whatever it is. And you're playing characters, right. you know, I, or they want someone with accents or a younger voice or an older voice, whatever we, we provide that too. Um, you know, we can be the one stop shop for people to say, Hey, we have a network of people that can provide you with what you're looking for. So be more creative, be more thoughtful in your training. You can write things in a way that actually are kind of more fun and engaging because there are more people that you can have to record this. I know that equates to money and people do get worried about the money. And I know that the AI idea, the you, you know, the idea of, well, we can just type it in, spit it out and, you know, we'll get a wave file or we'll get a file with this, you know, this voice. And we can maybe even use three voices in our 
production now because we, you know, we just stuck it in this computer program and out they came. You can do that. I'm not saying you can't. And a lot of people find that within their budget range and that's what they can do. Um, I do think it, you know, it, it may eventually in the end cause you cost you more money because you find that the training didn't work and then you have to do more training. Um, <laughs> so well, even, but, even the simple challenges, right? I can tell you, yeah. you know, I like playing with new technology. So, of course, I've played with voice automation before and you find yourself rewriting the script so mm-hmm. that what is output and what comes out actually sounds right. Because perhaps the way you initially wrote it, the, the computer voice doesn't sound good. So, exactly. You know, there's a lot of time, a lot of time and energy spent doing those things. And right. I mean, that into account. it's still going to take time and energy from something or someone, whether it's you, you know, or me recording. And one of the things, too, I think that got me about that article that I posted that prompted this whole conversation was it, it actually says, quote, but the most interesting. Oh, wait, where, where, where is it? Uh, ah, but it would be plenty arduous to have them record every sentence in an automated response system and bring them back to the studio whenever you launch a new product or procedure. We want to come back to the studio. It's our job. That's like saying to a chef, well, you know, we came in on Tuesday and got that steak and we really kind of want to come back on Friday with our friends, but we don't want to make you have to work too hard to cook another steak. (laughs) Right. That's their job. They want to cook another steak. You know, I mean, it's just, and I think that's what got me about the article. I was like, it's not arduous. We love it. It, It's what we do. It's our chosen profession. (laughs) We want to we want to create this for you. It's not a problem. I mean, it may be arduous for you. It's not for us. It's what we do best. And, you know, that's the other thing about when it comes to people saying, well, we don't we really don't want to have to worry about, you know, contacting you for pickups. And we're really sorry. We've got one here and then maybe we might have a few down the road. So this is what we do. We're here. You know, we are here for you. <laughs> that's that's what working with a professional voice actor will get you. I mean, it gets you the value of always having someone available to recreate something or change something. I mean, you know, if you go through the training and somebody uh, complains about maybe some of the wording around a particular issue or maybe legal comes back and says, hey, yeah, something changed. We have to change that uh, real fast. Okay, not a problem. You know, it, it doesn't take as exactly. long. So, well, yeah. It's, yeah, they just, it is, it is, there's an element to that that people just don't understand the efficiencies gain. And again, part of it goes to the relationships, right? As you build relationships with different talent, um, mm-hmm. you, you keep those and you leverage those um, over time. And then, you know, so if you need stuff redone, as you said, you can go back to the same person that did it as opposed to if that employee is no longer there. Um, exactly. You know, or or even better, they've you know upgraded the the scripts for the automated voices. Now you're going to go redo and re uh, employ all of it. Now here's the fun thing, right? So with with the voiceovers, the automated voiceovers, you still have to go and splice them and put them in and and get them into your content, right? So there's still lots of work there. Versus people don't even think about the fact that the amount of work that you will do. To the production side of this and producing mm-hmm. the content and putting the files in the appropriate format and the appropriate quality, you know, et cetera. Absolutely. One of the things I like to say is you can be doing your job while I'm doing mine. You are the expert at creating whatever content or, you know, doing whatever job you have. Um, you know, you can be doing that while I'm doing mine, which eventually saves you time. 
because you can be doing other things while I'm doing the voice recording and getting those files ready to go, making them sound perfect, labeled as they need to be, so you can just drop and go. I want to make your job easier. That's the whole point of hiring a voice actor to do your project. It's to make your job easier, which makes you then look good for the client. And then, you know, if it's for training purposes, you want to get that behavior change that you're looking for. Well, you know, if you're using human voice to connect with them, it's going to probably give you a better chance at having that behavior change that you're looking for. So that's what so we that's, try. That's what we strive for. That's that's a that's a great transition. We've come kind of mm-hmm. to the end of our time. Yeah. Um, you know, we we are in a incredibly disrupted period, right? Not just not just from a technology perspective, but our environment with the global pandemic that's going mm-hmm. on and everything else. Remote work has become really mandated for many of us and maybe permanent for many of us, you know, looking out um, into what you see kind of the future of voice talent, what do you see, you know, how do you see that continuing to take shape and where do you see that headed? I will say that many of us have not had any disruption for COVID-19 at all, other than maybe some of the, our clients have not been advertising or have not been, you know, creating content um, in certain ways, you know, like car dealerships. For a long time, they shut down. They didn't need to advertise. Um, you know, that's starting to pick back up again. Um, you know, other than our clients not or not having the buyers there because they're not needing to buy and, and you know, to sell things to people. But there are other ways that it is increasing. For instance, in the learning and training, because people can't get together in rooms to be trained, you know, they're now like, okay, how do we do this online? Um, so there are certain elements and areas within voice acting that are increasing. You know, people are consuming more entertainment content because they are stuck right. at home. All those cartoons, all those TV shows, all those things that are out there are going to continue to be used. I don't see a huge disruption for us. I never stopped. My world hasn't changed at all. I work from home. I've always worked from home. I, you know, I have my own booth and everything else. I don't have to leave to go to an outside studio. Now there are studio, you know, there are voice talent who are in the bigger cities, LA, New York, that are used to going to places because that's just the business model there. They've adapted. Right. You know, that is adapted um, and they're getting, you know, building their own studios. But I will say that, you know, for a lot of us, nothing's really changed. We we see it continuing on. I mean, there are there are things encroaching on our business. Um, you know, AI is a little bit, um, but there's nothing really to fear because we are still at the heart of the AI technology. <laughs> you know, we still have to record it. I mean, there are a lot of people that are out there that are trying to train machines to learn. And so they hire voice actors to read all these long, nonsensical, you know, pieces of copy. <laughs> Just, well, they do it right. for a reason for the, you know, for the computer to learn. And that's another way to get a job. Um, it won't be used for anything other than internal training, but it's something for us to record and do. Um, you know, it, it just, it, it kind of is kind of flirting with the enemy in a way because you're like training a machine to possibly do your job. But we all know that that, that computer will never do the job like we do it. Right. It can do the job. It will never do it like we do it. You know, I mean, I have to admit, Absolutely. I have, I love my Siri. I love my Google. I love my, you know, virtual assistants. They have a, they were wonderful um, piece of technology for a lot of people in this world. And I think they are very useful and I have nothing against them whatsoever. And it took a real human being who is still constantly getting work. And it took that human being six to eight months to do that job. That human being probably paid for their kid's college 10 times over from that job. You know, so I have no problem with people using that. It's just when they start saying, well, we're, we're creating it so that these people don't have to work. You know, <laughs> that's a problem, you know, but other <laughs> right. than that, I mean, it's, you know, AI is the, is here to stay. Um, I don't see us really 
disappearing at all. I see this as still a very viable piece of uh, work in gig economies going forward. Awesome. Well, Christy, thank you so much for your time. Um, as always, it's great, great having this conversation. Um, if you want to connect with Christy, all the information will be in our show notes. Um, so definitely take a look there and uh, would, would love to hear you. Uh, maybe we'll pick up this conversation and, and talk a little bit further in the near future. Absolutely. Thank you for having me, Skip. It was really great speaking with you about this today. Thanks, Christy. Thanks for joining us today on the Empowering the Future of Work podcast. Don't worry if you think you've missed something. We include everything in the show notes. You can also participate in the conversation by heading over to intechideas.com and clicking on the podcast link. You'll find information on each podcast plus links to our social media channels to continue the discussion. Finally, make sure to subscribe to the show and share it with a friend. Until next time.